0: Good morning siblings today's readings are luke 4 through 5 rabbit trails i want to talk a bit about satan tempting messiah notice that it says he had not eaten for 40 days and he was hungry satan often tempts us when we're at our weakest and with what we would love the most but yahweh allowed this knowing that messiah was strong enough not to give in We, too, are strong enough to resist any temptation that comes our way if we are drawing our strength from the Father. How often do we slip into a habit of not doing that, though? More often than not, this directly lines up with our neglect of His Word. In the Word equals in relationship. Drifting away from the Word equals drifting away from relationship. Messiah quotes Deuteronomy 8.3 in response to this temptation, which says, And he humbled you and let you hunger and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you know that man does not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that comes from the mouth of Yahweh. We can only feed our eternal soul with eternal food, and that is the Father's word. Spiritual malnourishment plagues our land. Hosea four six says, My people perish for lack of knowledge. Moving on, in Luke 4.8 we read, And Jesus answered him, It is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. Now here, Messiah is quoting Deuteronomy 6.13 and Deuteronomy 10.20. The Bible could not be more clear that we are only to worship Yahweh. But how often do we worship other things? Even further, how often do believers bow down before statues, pray to deceased people, make requests of angels, etc.? Now, we immediately dismiss this by saying we aren't worshiping them, because according to our own definition, we are not. But our opinion is not the straight edge. Yahweh's word is. The question to ask ourselves is, does he see it as worship? In Luke 4.16 we read, And he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And as was his custom, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, and he stood up to read, As was his custom. That makes my heart smile. Messiah was in the habit of walking in obedience to the Father. All that he did brought honor to his name. Read Luke 4, verses 16 through 17. You know how we've spoken of different traditions, how some of them are rooted in the Word and seek to honor the Father, while others tend to go rogue and actually end up contradicting the Father? Well, today we see Messiah taking part in a wonderful tradition that is still, to this day, taking place around the world. It is the oldest, continuous, worldwide Bible study. Known as the Torah Cycle, this is a reading plan which reads certain portions of Scripture each week in order to have read the entirety of the first five books of the Bible in either one, two, or three years, depending on which cycle you're reading on. Now, today in our reading, we see Messiah in the synagogue on the Sabbath, reading that week's Torah portion. We know this because the Bible tells us what portion of scripture he read, and it lines up with an ancient cycle still in use today. Isaiah 61 verses 1 through 2, Messiah read, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me, because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives, and release from darkness for prisoners to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn. These days, there are Torah cycles that include the traditional readings from Scripture and also readings from the rest of the Bible as well. So that each year, or every two or three years, depending on which cycle you use, you are reading the whole Bible, but you are still reading the Torah portions each week along with the rest of the world that is on that cycle. Now, this is a really neat way to read because each week people post their notes and blogs and forums and videos, etc. I usually do this reading cycle and the traditional Torah cycle as well, rather than the one that covers the whole Bible, because it's slower, more focused, and digs into the foundational scriptures. And I'm already reading the whole Bible with y'all here. Make sure you read Luke 4, verses 29-30 through slowly so that you don't miss the miracle. Last year, Debbie Engel shared a wonderful thought with regards to Luke 4, verses 38-39. through I'm going to read it now. I am comforted yet again by something in our reading. I noticed it first in Mark, and then again in Luke. When Yeshua heals Peter's mother-in-law, she immediately gets up and begins to serve Yeshua. In the context, I believe this means that she meets his physical needs. Perhaps she prepares a meal, or provides him with water, or even washes his feet. I am comforted by this as a woman. Why? Because this took place on the Sabbath. While I enjoy resting on the Sabbath, I also see that, especially for women, some work must be done in order to keep the family going. Women with young children must be willing to change diapers on the Sabbath. Families must eat on the Sabbath. It's something I've struggled with as I do my very best to set up my home in situation to be restful but there's always some work to be done so that my husband and family can enter that rest. That was a beautiful thought by Debbie. Below, I have a wonderful video that Alicia shared in the Facebook group yesterday. really serves as a wake-up call. I hope you'll visit the post and definitely check that out. I'll close my notes out here for the day. We serve a mighty king. Let us then serve him with our whole hearts. Test everything. Hold tight to what is good. 1 Thessalonians 5:21 We are saved by grace alone. Obedience is not the root of our salvation, but it is the fruit. May Yahweh bless the reading of his word. I love y'all. Bye-bye.